Uh, I'm gonna, I need to move my phone so it's it's not distracting me. Okay. Oh man. Welcome to the next episode. Of... <laughs> I was say, is that the intro? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Movies, not music. Uh, it's episode crap four. Four. We four. Talked this beforehand. We had yeah. it wrong last yeah. episode. We called it episode yeah. three when it was really episode. F- Wait. It was oh, really no. episode five. If we're getting technical with Wait, it. Wait, then how's it because... four now? Okay, because officially we've done this segment. This is the fourth time we've done this segment officially. If that makes sense. Okay. We, so like, as holiday, its own segment. Casino Royale. But we did, yeah, we did Holiday and Casino Royale. Then. Uh, um, in actual episodes of Ways on the Shore. Yeah. Oh, true. And then we did, um. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on the names of the movies? We did the Fighter movie. The Fighter. <laughs> Warrior. Warrior. Oh Warrior was the first episode, and then Quantum of Solace, Quantum and then Solace, we did. Yeah. And then we did, um... We did Moneyball. We Moneyball. missed a week, Thank though, you, but that that's fine. That's all right. That's but fine. now we're back. We're doing James yeah. Bond again. It's more 007 because we're kind of just alternating and going through all of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. And today uh, is one... Let me pull it back a little closer. And today is one that Jaron has been hyping up. He's very excited to talk about it, as he was telling me before we started recording. Oh, it. very much so. It is the James Bond Skyfall. Uh, which would be the third Daniel Craig movie, because I'm assuming we've been watching these in order. Yeah, this we is... have. We, I, we would not be watching them out of order. I don't know. Some, is... people, some people shuffle albums the first time through, so I didn't know. Oh, gosh. Um, actually, have I told you that Will does that, my friend oh, from LCU? And you're actually, actually... going to hang out with him tonight? You're still <laughs> no, going to associate Will and... with him? What the heck? Evan, Evan, Will and Zach are two different people. Oh, wait, shoot. Did you say Zach? I, I, I just said Will, but me and Zach are hanging out later tonight. Oh, my bad. I got them mixed up. Uh, for this, so the audience knows, I think I mentioned before, but Zach is my friend who we like make, we just make music together for funsies. And actually, while we're on that topic, I'm going to give myself a chance to brag. We're going to see John Party, Haley Witters, and Lainey Wilson in two days on Saturday, the 20th of August. So if you want to feel bad about yourself, just know that I'll be having fun and that you won't be. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of having anyway. fun and then not having fun, me, me and the boys packed. Sorry, we can go to the actual episode after this, but I have to <laughs> vent a little bit, right? Me and the boys, we, we went to Wonderland the other day, which is like the one thing to do in Ontario. It's just outside. What of is Toronto, Wonderland? An amusement park, Cedar Point. It's just Cedar Point, oh. Canadian. Uh, literally like the same companies, same rides, everything. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So we were like, yeah, let's go to Wonderland because we have the seasons passed because last year, we we're gonna go to Wonderland, and we looked at the prices, and we're like, "Wait a minute! I don't know if this is some COVID thing, but we're like, a season's pass is cheaper than buying, than just going twice, and it lasts till the end of the following year. So we're like, if we literally go once each year, we've saved money. So we got the season's pass, and we went up the other day, and it's it's a several hour drive. We crammed five people into a Toyota Corolla. And we went through this drive, almost got in several accidents. Seven hours? No, several. Not seven. Um, I was like, seven hours just for that? No, 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 no. Anyways, we got there and holy crap, it sucked. We thought we were cool going on a Tuesday. We thought surely it's not going to be that busy on a Tuesday, especially since like we and we checked the weather and it was looking like clear skies all day. 
No, it was the busiest I've ever seen it. The lines were like three hours. Okay, it rained, it sucked, and then at 3 p.m., we've been there for like four hours, <laughs> oh if you're gosh. including the time we walked across the street to go to Little Caesars, because there's no way I'm paying $45 for a large pizza, so we left the park. Holy crap, like, actually? I know. That's like... No, no, 45, like, that's... 45, I, I get, that's like 30, I know they jack prices up, but that's like That's a insane. Lot. It's gone up so much since last year. So we walked across the road, and I got a $7 pizza all to myself. Uh, then we went back. <laughs> we It sucked. I went on two rides total, and then we oh went gosh. home. We took the L. It was tragic, so that was not fun. But Jaren's going to be having fun this Saturday, watching a fantastic concert with a fantastic lineup. However, Heck yeah. uh, we've been recording now for about six minutes, and we are yet to actually start the episode. So, it would be wise now for us to get our act together and talk about the movie we're here to talk about. It is James Bond 007 Skyfall. So, Jaren, I think you're going to introduce this by giving a quick summary. Then yeah, we'll, we'll do a summary. Facts, and then we've got some, some trivia, some fun facts planned. It'll really be a good time. Alright, according to IDB, IMDB... <laughs> <laughs> According to IMDb, the summary, here's a quick summary. James Bond's loyalty to M is tested when her past comes back to haunt her. When MI6 comes under attack, 007 must track down and destroy the threat, no matter how personal the cost. So, um, just for, M is, uh, just so that people know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm going to assume that none of you guys have listened to this, or sorry. Watched this movie. I my brain is, my brain always shuts down when we go to record. Um, no, I'm like this all the time. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> it's always dumb. But M is like uh, she's. I don't know what's her official title. It's like his boss, James. Yeah, Bond, she's the boss. She's literally the boss of MI6. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, she's the head. She's of not. Him. Yeah. She is his supervisor, but that's not like she just is in charge like, of everything. While everyone, like while James Bond's out there doing his thing, he's always reporting back to M, and she's giving the orders, and she's on the call. She sits in the big office with the computer and whatnot. She's just like a supervisor of the operations. Yeah, and so for and so for reasons that we'll get actually get into uh, later, uh, James and uh, M are, kind of have like a a loose mother son relationship. And that's partly in due to the fact that James is an orphan. No and parents. Yeah. And they, this movie actually uh, focuses a decent amount on James Bond past, which is part of the reason why I think it's the best uh, James Bond movie. Um, but I, I'll get into that later. Uh, let's have Evan give his thoughts. So after watching this, I did have to think because... I was like, do I like this more than Casino Royale? I was trying to think, because I was like, it was pretty darn good. I still like how stone cold Casino Royale is. Like, I, I still yeah, 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 yeah. I still walk away from that movie thinking I have a lot more money than I do, thinking I look a lot better than I do, <laughs> thinking I'm a lot smarter than I am. Have you watched Casino Royale since we watched it? No, but like, I just... Okay, I'm just curious. I was curious. I was curious. Yeah. Um... But Skyfall is pretty darn good, I think, because I think what I liked so much about it is, and maybe this is uh, coming from Quantum of Solace, which is kind of spontaneous, just fight scene, fight scene, but we talked about why because of, like, yeah. different budgeting issues and whatnot. A lot of different reasons. Yeah. yeah. But, so maybe it was contrast coming back to this, but I really liked how much more focus there was in this movie on the characters. Like, when you're talking yeah. about yeah. M's past and how it's 
her old agent is like the big enemy of the movie. And we get to know more about James Bond and we get to see all these different people. And I do think the the fight scenes were really well done. I think my one thing with action movies sometimes is it feels like they're just and especially with Connor Souls, it feels like they're just having fight scenes to have fight sure. scenes. But I felt like everything sure. in this movie felt really like intentional and complemented the whole plot. I really liked this one. What I actually what are your thoughts on uh the opening sequence? So like every James Bond movie kind of has an opening sequence. Like mm-hmm. uh, this one, the next one, and we'll get into it later. The fifth movie has a very different opening sequence than the rest of these the rest of the movies before it. But we'll 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 get to that for obvious reasons. It's the fifth movie. Um <laughs> but this one it has a very different opening scene, which is where I have one of my only scene. questions. Well, they all they all are different, but but the fifth one, we'll get to that later. But that one is for very obvious reasons, especially when you're watching it, is extremely different. Yeah. But um, like, what are your thoughts on this one? Because in Casino we have the big parkour chase scene, embassy drama goes down, James Bond gets in trouble, and then in Quantum of Solace we have another chase scene that is definitely solid. Um, but probably definitely not as good as the opening scene in Quantum of, uh, of uh, Casino Royale. Also, um, Casino Royale, I guess actually, I included the chase as part of the opening scene. The actual opening scene would be when he's getting his uh, qualifications for being the 007, getting the two yeah. kills, the black and white the black and white shot, mm-hmm. him fighting that dude in the bathroom, which is also still a cool scene. So either way. But what do you think of this one? So, this... The opening scene of this one is where I really have my only question regarding the movie. Oh. So... Okay. And I... I, When the movie started, right? So, you get going, they're fighting, they're looking for, like, this computer chip, and some ugly dude has it, and he's, like, running away on motorbikes, and they're, like, driving through a third-world-looking thing, crashing into orange carts. It's... You're pretty... Like, what you'd They're expect... in Central America, I believe. What, yeah, exactly. What you'd expect from a James Bond opening scene. But then they get fighting on a train. And uh, he's, like, wrestling this guy on top of a train. And James Bond's uh, teammate, accomplice, what would you say? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's, she's another MI6 agent. Another so MI6 agent. Has a gun, and they're trying to shoot this guy down, but they're wrestling, and they're about to go into a tunnel, I believe, or around a corner. So she's on the radio with the MI6 headquarters saying, like, I don't have a clean shot. I might hit Bond. And they're like, you have to take the shot. So she shoots, snipes our boy James, right? Then he falls off a freaking bridge, like, massive heights, lands in the water, fully unconscious. Why? Because he's been shot. And so I thought, I like, I mean, I was, I was thrown off. I was like, okay, so what, what's James Bond then if James Bond is dead? I'm excited to see this movie. Then he comes back and I'm just like, okay, so how did that exactly go down? Like, that's my only question. Like, there is a little, I'm I'm not going to lie. There's definitely some suspension of belief. The thing is. Yeah, there's some suspension of disbelief here. (laughs) Assuming the thing is. I don't know. I think it's not so far-fetched because, yeah, he did. He fell off a bridge into the water. For uh, uh, 
but as this is like as... several stories. This is not like off your yeah. friendly little walking bridge. This is like that's true. Ten it's stories. decently high. It's at least like probably it's at least probably 150, 200 feet at least, at least. Literally um, unconscious and starts and, sinking. And he yeah. So I think we're inclined to to assume that so. Right after this scene, actually, is that big, uh, iconic, best, the best, it is, well, the fifth movie has a really good music intro, because they all have the music intros. The Adele This one, one probably one. is the best. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, that's Adele. Adele did, Adele did this one. This one was really big, like, got played on radio. Everybody knew this song. Skyfall was like, Skyfall is like the really only, like, they tried to replicate Skyfall's su- success. Um, but Skyfall is the only song, James Bond song that actually kind of got like popular that it was like, people were like listening to it, like on mm-hmm. the radio, like in their cars and stuff like that. Uh, that being said, I listened to like all of the James Bond intros, except for the one from Quantum of Souls cause it's kind of buns, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, what was I saying? Oh, he, so yeah, we're inclined to believe that when he falls off the bridge and that intro sequence, uh, kind of starts, um, I feel like that is like a dream that he were that he's kind of like hallucinating if that makes sense kind of unconscious I feel like that's kind of what is being implied there but they don't ever like nothing's ever said and I don't really have a reason to believe that I think I just kind of chose to believe that um, and I think he I like to believe that he just kind of wakes up while he's under the water gets up yeah he's been shot but it is possible to, at least I think so, it would be possible. I think it is possible for somebody to survive that fall. And he doesn't do it without um, repercussions, especially physically. And they show that in the movie. That is um, uh, he's He doesn't just, like, walk it off and <laughs> just take it like a champ and, like, keep chasing. No, he's, like, he obviously, so he survives somehow. And since double, since... Uh, they think nobody he's comes for him. He knows that they think he's dead, and so he just takes it as an opportunity to retire, and uh, which is now the second time that James Bond has retired in this series, um, and it will happen again. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It's kind of a funny thing that they're like, "Oh, James is retired again," and, and it's like, "Whatever." Like, oh, I'm but, coming out of retirement again. Um, and the shot that he takes isn't lethal. But it does, the fall and the shot really do mess him up. And I like that they show that. As in this it movie. should, gosh darn. Yeah. So I'm I, sorry. I, there's definitely like, like I, the, did injuries, he the this? injuries I've taken, okay. <laughs> the injuries I've. That if this man can get shot with a gun, fall off of a 200 foot bridge into water unconscious, I hope he's gosh darn messed up. Okay, I hit a punching bag without a glove on, and my left hand was out of commission for two months. Okay? I fell off a hockey bench as a child reaching for a water bottle, and my neck is still messed up. So this man better have some repercussions for getting shot off a 200-foot bridge, or I would have been salty. I want that man's body. I would argue... Well, yeah, I was gonna, that's that actually. I was gonna say Daniel Craig's body might just be. Different. Some people are just like really prone to injury, actually, uh, more than other people. Like I've I never broken I anything. I have gotten a concussion, um, but other than that, like I haven't really had How anything did you get happen a to me. Oh, let's let's get into this. Uh, 
in third grade. Uh, we don't like. We're not one hundred percent sure. Um, especially now that it's been so long. Like third grade was. What, like, 10 years like ago, literally 10 twelve years ago, years ago eleven, yeah. oh, maybe eleven years ago for me. Years ago. Um, and it's like I don't even freaking know, but we're pretty sure that like there, there's like I was on the playground during recess. You Canadians have recess, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? We um, do? <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> um, and we're pretty. There's like so on this playground. There's, like, the two, like, things, I don't know, like, it's, like, the playground set thing, and there's, like, a shaky bridge connecting the middle, like, you know, like, a, the bridge yeah, kind of, like... Yeah, I can picture it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're pretty sure that I was running on it, like, playing, like, tag or whatever, and I tripped, and I, like, went headfirst into a metal pole, and, like, just, like, limp body, like, fell down some stairs. And I didn't remember it because I got a concussion. Like, I did not remember this happening. I just remember waking up. And being like, damn, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, really badly. And, yeah, I was in the hospital for, like, three days. Oh, and That's a good one. Well, yeah, it was a, a bad, bad one, but a good one. I had, like, a huge goose egg, like, right here. Where, where, I think it was the left side of my head. And, yeah, I don't know. That, that's my concussion story. That's not, like, some big, like, I'm pretty sure I just tripped and went headfirst into a pole. <laughs> And then fell that, and then just just limp body just crumpled and went Last down thing some before steps. Before we get back on track, though, just on the topic of running our heads into metal poles, um, <laughs> I no, we were playing uh, quite a niche topic. <laughs> Canadians, I, I mean, I don't know if Americans do this, but like, or maybe it's just my school. I have no clue. But uh, at the end of the coming into spring before summer. Our elementary school, the classes, the big thing is we would do tennis baseball. We would do normal baseball, but like, you know, 12-year-olds aren't that coordinated. So instead, we use a tennis racket so that you can actually hit the ball. And it's like a, a, a tournament. You're on your team, whatever. And anyways, I was an outfielder. And this one kid absolutely cranked it. And I'm like, oh, this is mine. This is absolutely mine. So I go sprinting after it, right? I'm going to get this ball. I've got my head up. I'm running. And I ran right into the soccer net. Um, slight L. <laughs> Just full tilt into a metal pole while staring at the sky looking for a tennis ball. Bruh. But... <laughs> I've actually... We're, we're definitely getting on track here, off track here. But I'm pretty sure I like cracked a rib like legitimately one time at, uh, at summer camp. Back when I was in... Uh, I was going into my freshman year, I think. You know, we should, we, should have a, um, we should do a special episode of the podcast where we just talk about all of our injuries. We just sit down for 20 minutes and we just try and one-up each other. We start out really slow <laughs> and then we just You probably have meddling. better injuries than I do. I though. definitely but this one's have funny. better injuries. <laughs> We're playing Capture the Flag at like, it's probably around like 10 p.m. at this point. And I'm like running full speed like, oh yeah, like I'm sneaking, I'm flanking, bro. I'm going for that <laughs> flag, right? And I'm just going full speed. And there's like a wooden like like three foot... Oh, like no. stake in the ground near the edge of this parking lot that I can't see because it's so dark out. And so I run full speed into it and I hit it so fast. I'm like you running like this. Over it. And I it like just 180'd me. Like just like 
down into the ground and I hit it so hard hit it so hard that like my like chest was in like excruciating pain and I'm pretty sure I cracked a rib and so for like the next like two days I like couldn't like do anything we are legitimately um, happy but we never got it we, we never got it checked out at the hospital though and I'm doing all right so we are legitimately <laughs> having an episode where we talk about injuries because that would be yeah really yeah funny. <laughs> uh, anyways but back to James Bond yeah um so where were we? Oh yeah, getting shot. We were off talking about that's his the, injuries. That's the opening scene. Is James Bond? He's fighting a guy on a train, and then he gets shot and falls off a bridge. Everyone thinks he's dead, and then he kind of comes back. Uh, which I I'll will say, I, we kind of glossed over the opening scene real quick. I really like how, like, just how it opens. Like the the literally the opening scene itself. If I remember correctly, it just kind of it starts with like. The abrupt, like, James, like, the horns from the James Bond theme, like the, like, thing, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he's, like, kind of, like, standing there, and he, like, busts in, and, like, he finds an MI6 agent, and is like, it's, like, we, like, it starts, like, just in the middle of the action, like, we're already going. I think Quantum of Souls kind of does a similar thing with, like, him driving, but this one is just, but this one is just way better, like, we're just, like, in it, and... I love that we're, it's like a motorcycle chase going on roofs and it's actually really dope. And, and this, one of my favorite things I think is just so absurd, but it's like also like, it's like almost so absurd that it's like, we're getting almost to like the campy, silly, like classic <laughs> James Bond stuff. But it's like the dude he's chasing pulls out a pistol with like these two massive drum mags. Do you know, do you know what a drum mag is? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know the gun like, you're talking it's about. It's a dual like drum mag, and this dude is it's this tiny pistol with these two like enormous drum mags on both sides of it. And I, every time that scene happens, I just laugh a little bit because it's like that's like the most like James over Bond. the top. Yeah, just like a dude with just a giant magazine, but it works. I think it's hilarious. But and then there's like a whole chase on the, and then they get on a train. The motorcycle chase goes turns into a train chase, and James Bond has it's an iconic shot. I would argue is when he uh, he uses an he there at one point on one of the train cars. There's an excavator uh, back uh, backhoe thing, and he uses it. The one dude is running from it and manages to detach a car. Well, he uses the backhoe as the cars on. are slowly. Yeah, going away from each other. He uses it to latch on. And then he climbs the backhoe arm and barely makes it on before it tears off the back of the car. And as it's tearing off, he lands in the seat. And he does, like, this thing where he lands. And then he, like, fixes his suit and then, like, pulls his sleeve and then keeps walking. And it's the most, like, suave, just, like, like damn, if I was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, Daniel Craig is a stud. That's what I'm trying to get at right here. But anyway, I love that I shot. I think that. it's really cool. I think... So, I was just thinking of, like, the fight scenes and whatnot. Do you have a favorite fight scene? Because I do. Like, in this movie. From this so. movie? Because oh, I, man. There was a specific moment that stood out that I was like, holy crap, do I ever like that. <sighs> okay. There's a lot of things that happen in this movie that I really, really like. Like, there's a lot of really good set pieces. From the casino... Um, something, about, and, something about casinos, man. I, I do. Yeah. I think the casino part's low key like my favorite bit of the movie. Yeah, yeah. From the, so there's the casino part, and then there's the part where he's in, he's in Shanghai, I think. The office building. Um, the sky, the sky. He's in the skyscraper with uh, trying to. That is a, my favorite. He's tailing the assassin. That is my favorite part, or not like well, 
That's my favorite fight it's scene. Awesome. Because what? Visually, it looks. That's great. what I mean. Because like uh, he's yeah. in this big glass building, and this guy like you know he carves out a hole in a window, and he snipes some artist-looking guy, and everyone's freaking out, and then James rushes in, and he gets in this fight with this guy, and just like the like you said visually with the lighting it's these two silhouettes there's, there's a lot of reflections the, and windows and mirrors and then there's lots of purples and pinks and like blues but there's because one, of like the billboards and the lights yeah, coming in from the outside yes, but there's one part where they're fighting and it's just these like two silhouettes against like a blue glass background yeah and it just yeah, looks yeah. so cold yeah and then he lets really the guy good. fall off the roof and it's just like yeah get out of here yeah yeah it's uh oh man that's really good i love i actually really like the scene where he realizes what silva's doing and he's like freaking like sprinting down the road trying to get to the uh the hearing the court hearing yeah we're and when he now, yeah i know well we're talking about fight scenes we're yeah, not talking yeah, about the story yeah, yeah. and he when they're actually in the courtroom he like shoots the i just think it's cool he shoots the, the fire extinguishers the fire extinguishers for cover and him and uh mallory are working together because him and mallory are kind of at, at odds a little bit but there's a little bit at by the end of the movie they have some respect for each other and i just think that's really cool and like silva's really frustrated because bond managed to tap to just barely fit save M just in time and and then yeah oh that's just a really good scene and but i also as far as like action fight scenes go it's not like a tactical like one-on-one -on -one fight scene but i do okay i think the very like the last big set piece at, at the at the, the house he grew up in or the house yeah um uh, yeah it's um, like some home alone type beat there. with yes that, <laughs> it, that it's a it's a very I like how they force James Bond in this very... He doesn't have a ton of No, he doesn't weapons. have a lot to work with. And and they're just... It's like a big last stand with the helicopter. And I think it's really cool. I just really do. Um, but let's get into the... Uh, well, do you have any more quick thoughts? And we can just kind of um, talk about the story. Other highlights let's I have that. would be the casino scene. Yeah, yeah. That's I a just think scene. it's an incredible um i kind of just like the high class look of it and then also like when he meets this girl um i forget her name but he just like and um, i know it's is it the bond girl and by bond girl i mean we talked about yes, this in the quantum yeah, it's, the bond she's the, girl. it's the bond she's girl. kind of yeah 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 and so i know it's like a movie so obviously james bond knows it but i didn't think it's really cool the way he like shows just how like badass he is because he, as like he's talking himself up in this big game he's like making himself sound all like crazy to this girl and she's like you know if you want to meet my boss that's fine but like they're gonna kill you he's like oh they can't do any blah 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 blah. then his last thing to like prove just how levels above he is as she's leaving he basically just spells out her entire life story and it's yeah, just because right, right he sees her. like a yeah because he sees like a tattoo on her wrist and he's like so you're in one of the trafficking houses and so then you don't like this guy because this and I can help you do this. And, th and then she's – it's so good. Some dude gets his leg bit by a lizard and that's kind of what you It's get. a Komodo dragon actually. Uh, Fun fact, I did a project in second grade on Komodo dragons. Their saliva is poisonous if, if it gets inside of you when they bite you. Would you believe me if I said I did a project on Komodo dragons as well? I don't remember anything but I just remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you did <laughs> 
Obviously, one of us cared more about our Komodo dragon <laughs> project than the other one. <laughs> Definitely you. I did not care. I thought they were really cool when I was younger. I was like, bro, Komodo dragons are so freaking cool. But I'm also a dinosaur kid. I freaking love dinosaurs. <laughs> anyway, I, if I'm not careful, I'll get off on a dinosaur tangent. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's try to just kind of as concisely as possible because this story is a little. I don't want to call it. Uh, it's not, it's not like co too complicated to the point where it's hard to understand. But if you like, there's just a lot of moving parts and like yeah. you discover things and like at first, like who's doing these attacks? Well, we find out it's Silva. Silva. So is we should this... probably explain. So the attacks. Right? Oh. So uh, yeah, that's M right. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, we should probably explain. So MI six has been hacked. And um, here, wait, 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 wait. Shortly, so this is months after James Bond is quote unquote dead. Yes. MI6 gets attacked. Um, uh, M is actually writing his obituary, I think. Yes. And she also leaked. So the problem is M accidentally lost this hard drive that contained the hard the drive that they're trying to get at the beginning of the movie. Hard drive they're trying to get at the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, because yeah. this hard Sorry. drive contains the identities of their secret agents spread across the world. Meaning, like, if all of their identities are revealed, they're going to get killed, and they start getting killed as the movie we goes should, on. Yeah, I should clarify. It doesn't literally just have their identities in it, because, like, why Why would they have that? It has... No, it, it has just everything. Has, it has, like, just a bunch of data, but it also happens to have their identity, yeah. their agents' identities, and where they are, that kind of thing. Like, other personal information that could uh, not be good for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so then... Uh, they get hacked, and because of this, they're getting taunted, and then a bomb goes off at their headquarters, so they have to move down into... And, and it kills bunker. a significant amount of people. Yeah, it kills quite a few people. And then, so then James Bond comes back, and they're, they're trying to find whoever's responsible for this, and... Yeah, so James scenes. is on an island, actually. doing a, He's doing a really cool scorpion trick. We gotta yeah, yeah. scorpion <laughs> trick go, actually. Um, but... He, and he sees on the news that MI6 gets attacked. He comes back. He breaks into M's house. And she's like, what the heck, bro? I knew you weren't alive. That's not exactly how that conversation goes. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he comes back. He has to go back into training. And they've moved into a World War II underground old, uh, like, facility. Kind of yeah, kind of. They used it, I think, during probably around, like, when Winston Churchill the 1800s, was. 1800s, that's what they said. Was the dude. Oh. Really? Did they say that? Yeah. I think they used it in World War II, though. Probably. Um, well, whatever. Uh, and so they move down there. Uh, James gets debriefed on kind of all the stuff that we just talked about. Um, and he has to... They're like, all right, sick. We'll like put you back in active duty. But first, you've got to clear a mental and physical evaluation. And he passes the mental one. But physically, he... I thought he failed. He's both. not... I think he fails. Oh, both. you might be right. You might be right. Because in a scene that we'll get to in a minute, he's like, yeah. and you're recommended like psychiatric care or something like that. So Yeah. That's true. That All that childhood, he fails, the, he fails the trauma. He fails everything, but M... He's, he fails everything, he's got but, all that emotional trauma. Yeah, but M lies because she wants Bond back in the field, so she just says he passes. She trusts him. She yeah. trusts him more than anybody else. Even though... I, even It's kind of interesting, and I actually think it, it's pretty deep. Because I think in real life, that's kind of like a, there's some trust there, but even though like he's broken and he's got this damage, he's still the man for the job. Mm -hmm. 
like he and she knows it like she knows that he has what it takes like even though he can't aim as well as he could even though he's just not conditioned like he hasn't recovered like he needs more he needs more time well the world doesn't have time you know like like they need james bond even if he isn't 100 percent. you know and to be fair james bond at 50 percent is better than anybody else so i don't care well, i'd argue myself but continue <clears throat> Um, yeah, so, so M, uh, passes him on through, clears him, even though he's not ready. He, he gets lied to. He didn't, and he actually finds out later that he didn't pass his test and we'll get to that. Um, so basically, uh, we'll skip some things, but, uh, they're trying to track down there. There's, there's a breadcrumb trail of who, who's up to this. Who's who's responsible? Leads him and, to Shanghai and eventually this random remote island. Yeah, so yeah, he goes to Shanghai, fights that one dude on the skyscraper. He finds like a like a little token thing, and that takes him to Shanghai because it's like a gambling thing. He's supposed to turn this in, and he's supposed to get uh, a case with some stuff. Is it just money? Because it's a job that he's working. I think it's just money, and but but that's supposed to lead him. That is going to lead him to who who like employed him because if you can find out who's doing this then that'll take him there and that that's the guy that's responsible they think is responsible for the terrorist attack on mi6 and that leads him to um that leads us to the bond girl that we were talking about earlier i knew her name but i'm forgetting it i should know it I figured um, so. and uh she's like you're not gonna want to meet him you already talked about that um and they go to the island. Well, we finally meet our villain, uh, and his name is Silva. And Silva gives, and it, it is a lot of exposition, but I actually do think it is done well and naturally in this really good way, especially because Silva is just really creepy. Very. Like, just kind of unsettling, and like, especially he kind of starts getting a little gay with our boy <laughs> James Bond. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, uh, ooh, if I was okay, James, I would have is... just said pause at one point. Yeah, well, I, well, they actually, not. it's actually kind of funny. I like, like, and it's kind of ambiguous because, like, is James joking when he does this? But like, when when Silva kind of like puts his hands on James' thighs, James is kind of like insinuates that he's like, he kind of like, ooh, like, <laughs> is he into boys? Like, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but they never they never touch on that again. But that whole scene where Silva kind of explains that he's the one behind the attack. Like, yeah, it confirms that he's the one behind the attack. He wants revenge, essentially, uh, because he, fe he felt... Yeah, he, he was part of MI6. He kind of... He was James Bond... He was the James Bond of MI6 before James Bond was, is essentially what he said. He claims... Although I would, I I would argue that he was never as good as James, just from a, just from a hunch. Uh, he might intellectually, he might have been pretty up there, but physically, I doubt, I doubt it. Um, but yeah, he M was also kind of like a mother to him, and he was also an orphan, and he uh, there was a botched job, and M had to make the tough call to just kind of Let a similar back. call to what happened. There's a lot of mirroring. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, similarities uh he had to get left behind and he even like 
tried to use the cyanide capsule that they give him to kill himself so that he couldn't get captured, but it, it, didn't, it didn't kill him. It just it burned just, his insides. It, it permanently deformed uh, his his body, and so his face is like half, like, it's messed up. It, he, he shows you later in the movie. And so this is a really good scene. Um, from there, he's kind of messing with James, and he they play a little sadistic game where he, I mean... James doesn't want to do it, but they, he knows that he has access to James records and he, uh, he's the one that reveals to James that he didn't actually pass those tests. Um, and then they, and so because of that, they play a game where they have to shoot a shot of whiskey off of the Bond girl's head. And she, they, so they go outside, uh, the Bond girl has been obviously physically beaten and abused and then tied up. Um, she's not in a good shape and Bond is like, it actually, I you know, that scene hurts me so much because, like, I know Bond like wants to save her, but his aim is so bad can. that yeah, yeah, he just straight up misses her, and instead of and because Silva's just a horrible person, he doesn't even try to shoot the whiskey off her head; he just shoots her in the chest and kills her. And but Bond, uh, who we go, oh Q, by the way, new character introduced in this movie <laughs> that we haven't talked about before Bond goes on this mission, he's given two gadgets. A small little radio transmitter to, that just transmits his location in a non-discreet way so that he doesn't have to, like, get on the phone and be like, hey, come to me. It's like an emergency thing, like, hey, come to this location. It's important. Mm -hmm. So when he gets to the island, he activates that. So by the time this is happening, MI6 is already almost here. And that's what happens. MI6 shows up with the helicopter and a bunch of helicopters and stuff, and they uh, take Silva captive. Well, that's actually what Silva wanted. He... Uh, he, he just wanted to get closer to M, but he wanted to make it seem like he was being beaten. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's part of a big plan that he had, and it's pretty cool. I'm probably explaining these in too much depth, so I'm going to try to speed it up. Um, but I do think all oh, this is very important. Uh, but from here, he gets captured, and they get his computer. And this is the one beef that I have with this movie, and it's not super big. But when they have his laptop... Instead of, like, clearing it and making sure that it's not... Like, Q is highly intelligent. He is, like, the tech guy. He's Q the, is an MI6 guy who yeah, has been Q hired, the, and he's a big computer guy. So he's, like, by the way, Q's, hack the hacker. That's Q stands for quartermaster. He's the guy that, like, gives Bond his gadgets. He's, the he's like, the correspondent thing. He's, like, mm -hmm. the, the guy that helps him in the field. And they call him Q for short. Um, and... Q just, like, freaking plugs in Silva's laptop into their network. Like, not thinking that, like, like, bruh, come on. Like, what? Like, you you know to check that. or it, That's my only thing with this movie, so I kind of have to overlook that sometimes. But uh, basically, when he does that, it compromises their whole, like, security system and stuff. It allows Silva to escape, killing some guards, and this... And while this is all happening, Emma's at the court hearing that I mentioned earlier. Because she leaked Bond, the information and got some people killed, so they're yeah, trying to get her fired, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to get her replaced. Um, and so from there, it, it's a big chase where Silva has disguised himself as a police officer in the subway, and Bond is trying to track him uh, and get to the court hearing before Silva does. And long story short... Silva gets there, and they manage to kill a bunch of people there, but Bond Not gets there in time to save most of the people. I th he, kill he kills mostly cops, I think. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if he, he probably maybe kills some just innocent people there. Not that cops aren't, the cops aren't innocent. They're all innocent, but yeah. So that part, it's a good scene really, especially it's pretty tense because it's like, is Bond going to get here in time? And he barely gets there in time. And then from there, that leads us into the final third act. Um, right after that scene, M gets in her normal uh, car with a uh, crap. What's his name? I can't think right now. It's like she's like he's like her assistant. I can't remember his name. I yeah. he he like usually like chauffeurs her and stuff. And when she gets in the car, it's actually James Bond in the car in the front seat, and he basically kidnaps her. Not like he does it to protect her though, because if she stays with MI6, she's not gonna be safe. They have to go dark. The whole James is like, we have to go dark. We have to go somewhere where Silva can't track us. And so while and so while he, they're doing well, that, he's going. He's like, we have to go to a well, place where Silva can't track us. But he's like, we're gonna set traps for him. So yeah, I was getting to that. Uh, yeah. So Q, he he contacts Q and is like, hey Q, we know Silva's gonna catch up to us eventually. So I just need you to lead lead a believable crumb trail for him to follow until he realizes what's actually going on. And so uh, Bond's plan is to <clears throat> go somewhere off the grid. And before they do that, they stop by at his old uh, uh, storage, storage uh, garage that he has, and they get in a classic Aston Martin from the original, like like an old Aston Martin that's been tricked out from like, and it's a throwback to old Bond movies with like, it's got Gatling guns behind the headlights, and it's really freaking dope. And they even mention that it has an ejector seat. It never gets used, but they but mention it that it has one. Yeah. yeah, but it has one. Uh, and it's it's just it's a freaking nice car, man. I love Aston Martins. And uh, from there, they go to his childhood home. Home. <laughs> I can't talk. In uh, Scotland. Uh, and this is my favorite part of the movie. I freaking love it, man. It... It starts with his butler still, um, his old butler that kind of raised him for a little while after his parents died. Uh, I know his name. Do you remember the character's name? I didn't know he had a name. Oh, oh his character the character has a name, for sure, for sure. Well, obviously he has a name, but I didn't... Kincaid, Kincaid. Oh, That's wait, it. no, sorry, now that you say that. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 Kincaid, because they say it a decent amount. A it's times, Kincaid. yeah. Um, Kincaid is a freaking homie. G. A G. Like, he's so, he's just, like, he's, like, I don't know, like, he'd be a dope grandpa. Like, he's <laughs> he's chill, and he's, like, wise, but at the same time, if, like, beef's going down, he's got your back, you know? And, basically, he gets there, Kincaid is there, and they're, like, we're just gonna, this is gonna be, like, a final stand, Kincaid, where we gotta protect M. Uh, this is it. And so, basically, that that's what ensues. They prep the house, all they have is, like... I think M's got a pistol. They've got like two pistols and like two shotguns, basically. Yeah. And and so they basically light. rig the house like Home Alone style. Um, and that big, it's a really good scene. Uh, I won't get too into it just because we don't really need to talk about it. But it's a great action scene, lots yeah. of tension and stuff like that. And essentially, it concludes with during that scene, uh, M got shot and is kind of bleeding out. But the uh, Kincaid or uh, Kincaid and James don't know that. And James plans on... He has them use the underground cellar tunnel to get to the church that's near the back of the property and to, to escape. And he plans on blowing up the house 
to an attempt to trick them into thinking that they died, also in an attempt to blow up the helicopter and kill Silva. It doesn't work, but it does blow up the helicopter. Silva survives. Because um, at this point, Silva's on the ground. Um, and then uh, Kincaid just stops using his head at this point in time. As they're... Oh... This yeah, he does have the flat. He he does have the flashlight they on. It's literally like, come are on, home free, and Kincaid decides yeah. to whip out a flashlight, and that's in their how. Defense, I I would like to put it in perspective. They're both very old, and one of them is hurt. <laughs> and if they can't see where they're going, but the game's the game. I don't know, but also to be fair, they probably can see where they're going because the light giant. Yeah, there's a burning the house, building. The house is on fire, and it's the middle of the night. So yeah, but basically, what ensues is uh, Silva and James are both trying to get to M, and Silva gets there before James. Cool scene on a frozen lake with James and another dude, where James, in order to get out of the situation, Silva's got a gun pointed at him, and one of Silva's henchmen is also pointing a gun at James. And so what James does is he grabs the henchman's gun and just shoots it in a circle around the ice and they fall into the frozen lake. And then, and Silva's like, just like, bruh, James, James, what the hell? (laughs) And so then, hold on. So then they're drowning. This is my one thing. I was like, oh shoot, I know that. Um, They're like, they're trying to choke each other out underwater, right? To like, one of them can survive. James throws up a nasty inverted triangle. I don't know the last time I've seen that in the UFC fight. I was just like, oh, shoot. Of course. He's throwing an inverted triangle from the top. I was like, fair enough. He deserves the win. He got the nod from the judges. Um, Submission victory. Herb Dean had to stop the fight. Um, (laughs) Sorry. No, this is actually, that's actually really funny. That's actually kind of cool that you... Like, see, I wouldn't recognize that kind of stuff. I was just like, oh, there Um, it is. He's got the legs locked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. The execution. Wow. I was just no, sitting so there like here... Joe Rogan, like, oh, that's locked in. Yeah, that the, that one meme. So, yeah, Silva, Silva continues on while James is struggling with this other dude. Silva confronts. Uh, Silva's crazy, by the way. Like, yeah, I don't know if we've really into that. This dude is literally insane. Like, he mentally, he's just, like, broken. And uh, he manages to kind of... He sees that uh, M's hurt. They're in a church at the back of the property. And he's crazy. And he wants to kill M, but he also wants to kill himself. So he, they're going to do, he's going to just like do like a double suicide kind of thing. And while he's trying to do this, and M and Kincaid are like scared out of their mind, James shows up at the last second and just throws a giant like Bowie knife into the into Silva's back. And this kind of brings everything full circle because the whole movie has kind of been about like always being better. And they mention that a lot. That's true. The movie. And then when they get to the house, uh, and they're talking Kincaid, about the rat, right? Kincaid, the rats what? eating each other. Isn't that like the metaphor that Silva yeah. uses? It's like the rats. And like, yeah, the last but rat. all throughout, they're kind of talking about how the old things are better. Postcards, like bonds, like, Oh, didn't you get my postcards and stuff like that? And then, um, yeah, yeah. At, when they get to the house, uh, Kincaid's showing the weapons they have, and he's like, and if all, of, if all else fails, sometimes the old ways are the best ways, and he puts a knife down, and that's the knife that Bond ends up getting Silva with. That's true. That's true. That's actually a good point, because I haven't really thought about it like that. Like, I've thought about it, but like I, did, I guess I didn't realize the knife that he kills him with is the knife that... Yeah that he's given and the time. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that. And I really like that. And 
And then M dies in Bond's arms, and I think this is the first time we see James Bond cry in these movies. Mm -hmm. um, and Kincaid and Bond are both just kind of like, damn. And it's just a really, really good ending of the movie. And at the very end, I think it's really funny. Um, the uh, James was put in M's will, and the thing he was to receive was her old like British bulldog uh, like uh, paperweight that sat on her desk that he used to hate. And so it's this kind of funny like joke, but it's also like a sentimental thing. Like yeah, even though he like he didn't like he didn't he doesn't literally hate it. He just, mm -hmm. he thinks it's a tacky thing, and she sends it to him as, like, a joke uh, in his will. Because they were, they were always joking like that. But this movie's freaking, I don't know, I freaking love it, man. It's a really it's, good movie. Oh, my gosh. I want to get it on a, I want to get, like, a steelbook of it. Do you know what a steelbook is? I don't know if you, actually, okay. I can show you one. Do I have one at arm's reach? Uh, I Okay, here. I'll I'll be right back. Okay. I might have to cut this. I guess this is, <laughs> uh, I guess this is where I trash talk Jaren, but he edits it now, so like he's just gonna cut this out by like Jaren bad lol ratio. Um, yeah, yeah Jaren probably just cut this out. It's probably the wisest thing to do. Um, yeah, he's back. Okay, so Evan has probably been talking crap about me. I don't know what he's saying right now. Um. But this is a steelbook. I'm sure a bunch of listeners know. So I, this is La La Land, one of my favorite movies, which I will probably have a swatch. I might have mentioned that before. Um, really good jazz music, but this is really cool, I think. So it has a sleeve, and the cover completely changes when you take the sleeve off. And uh, it's just really cool. Uh, the looks like it's inverted, which is kind of whack, but here we are. But it, I don't know. It's like a very nerdy thing. Like, you're de you definitely, this is not your, like, wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm a big nerd. I love like physical movies, mm -hmm. but it comes with 4K and DVD uh, and a Blu-ray. And, oh, okay. And it's, it's so it's a 4K copy, but it's also just a really it's a it's a metal case graphic design. I have a bunch of these. I have one for Hacksaw Ridge. Um, I have one for Whiplash, which is also a Damien Chazelle movie that has jazz in it, just like La La Land. Um, I've heard about Whiplash. Yeah. my friends have told me to watch. Yeah, uh, I think you would really like... I, we might watch both of them. I like Whiplash. Um, I don't like it as much as other people do. But, anyway, let's... Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's close let's, this off with some fun facts. Yeah, let's get into some trivia and some other stuff. Ac well, no, I have a couple questions I wanted to ask you real quick, actually. Now that I remember. Um, I guess... In, so, in the context of literally every... All of the movies we've watched so far, whether it's a James Bond movie or not, like, how is this... How does this shape up to the rest of those? Like, is this the best one? Or do you think... Because I know Casino... It's probably like, it's either, either Casino, Casino Royale, Royale or Skyfall. And okay. I, it might top Casino Royale, but I feel like I'd yeah. honestly have to, like... That, that, that's what, It's always been hard for me, and I think I've said maybe. that before. But yeah. it's one of those two for sure. It was really because what I what I've always said to myself is maybe Casino maybe Casino Royale is the better movie. Maybe it just is. Like if I'm trying to be objective about it, but there's there's like just amazing shots and like I think some of these set pieces in action and I don't know. There's there's so much to love in Skyfall mm -hmm. and I do think Casino Royale is never slow, but they they are both kind of different because I do think this one just has more action. 
Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the slower pace of Casino Royale. I kind of yeah, like the but, tension that builds because of yeah, it. Yeah, there, there's there's lots of tension in both of these movies, but the, it looks a lot different. It, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Casino Royale, it's a lot more subtle, I think. Yeah. And it's maybe more intellectual sometimes, just from like a mind game standpoint. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to know what your what your thoughts on... So, like, in the past, in older movies, James Bond is a very one-dimensional. He has no growth. He's just kind of actually, like, a horrible person and is just a womanizer, that, that kind of thing. But in these movies, James Bond character is actually kind of, like, changing. So, like, I guess what I guess my question is, like, what are your... What are your thoughts on James' character, like, up to this point? Like, because we've, we've, we've now watched three movies, so. I mean, it's... Where do you think this is going? Uh... Like, what, like, what, how do you, like, from where we've seen him go and, like, where he's at now, like, what do you, like, just what do you think? I'm not trying to... I mean, you do see the growth because you do see more, like, oh, now we know he was an orphan and whatnot, and stuff starts to make more sense, and he's just going to connect to people. That's kind of cool and all. Where I think it's going, I don't know. Like, does he settle down at the end of this series? Or, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so like, where do you think this is going? Like, I don't know. I thought Homie died at the side of this movie. It's, so. uh, well, okay. I, I should say, it's not like some, like... It, it's a big deal to me that his character... Because he's he feels... As we watch these movies, Very he human. feels human. Yeah. And he, and he starts to kind of... You see him wrestle with things, especially especially in Skyfall, but especially in the next two movies. Yeah. And you'll see. Um, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to see what you thought of that. Because, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's this interesting take on this character who's been essentially been raised up the majority of his life without a true father figure, a true just normal family, and he's been trained to just kill people. So in a lot of ways, he doesn't know how to, it's hard for him to feel or be a human. Mm-hmm. And you see you see that as these movies continue. And maybe I look more into it than other people do. Some people just watch these movies just because of the action, which is fair. It's really good stuff. But I, I think these movies, that, yeah. I think these, yeah, I'm not like all Jaren's the other girls. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then I think I had one more question. Uh, well, no, we already kind of talked about that, so I don't have another question. But let's get into trivia, or actually right here. I ha- it says dope trivia. This is specifically dope trivia. <laughs> um, this one I thought was really cool, actually, um, and I didn't know it. In the 50 years of James Bond movies, this was actually, oh, we should mention, the, uh, Skyfall oh, was yeah, the, the 50th, fi- 50th, 50th anniversary. Um, it was also the... 23rd Bond movie, I believe. Um, no Time to Die, which is that poster that you can't really see. Um, no Time to Die is the 25th uh, uh, James Bond movie, which was kind of this really cool, really cool thing. Um, but yeah, in the 50 years of James Bond movies, this is the only, sorry, this is only the second one in which Bond sh- suffers a gunshot wound. I was he was also say- shot in Thunderball from 1965. I was During a chase. going yeah. to say I liked when the scene was going on. I was like, I like that he's been hit by a bullet for once. Yeah. Like with all the machine guns that have sprayed at this man, I like that he finally got hit by a bullet. Yeah. So <laughs> it's I will a lot say, more believable. In later movies, uh, in this series, he get he definitely gets hurt again. But this is the <laughs> first time. It's it's actually kind of strange to me. But he they always had him be like this invincible, like suave, debonair, 
Debonair, that's French, I don't know how to freaking. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to explain what word I was gonna, I was trying to say because it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna make myself look stupid. Anyway, uh, but yeah, like they try to make him look invincible, and but like in these movies, I think that's what I like so much about them is that he's not, and especially in later movies, he's definitely not invincible. And uh, so that's, I just thought that was an interesting fact, but he just isn't. He just never gets shot, like, ever. Ever. <laughs> uh, this one, I already knew this fact, but I thought it... I, I think it's kind of hilarious, but also kind of just interesting and cool. So there are 85 versions of the suit that James Bond wears in that opening scene. There's 85 versions of that suit. They made 85 tailor-made suits. Wow. And that is for multiple reasons. So 30 <laughs> were made for Daniel Craig. 30 were made for his his double and his stunt double and each version of the suit is made specifically for a particular scene so like sometimes when he's riding the motorcycle his arms are up like this so he his suit has to be able to stretch a certain way but when he's not doing anything and he's just walking his suit is super tight to make him look like super just it just looks better it looks more attractive holy crap and so like when he's when he's shooting or running he has to have different fittings so like the first suit has a very lightweight uh, fitting, and it's made of silk. And then, and sometimes when he's jumping and fighting, he has to be able to move in certain ways. So that's why he has like thirty different types. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. And so that's why there were so many. And minimalists are punching also, the air right now. Craig's Craig's tie had to be weighted for the motorcycle section to keep the tie <laughs> from flying around when he was on the motorcycle which i thought was pretty funny too yeah i thought that was cool um the role of king cade so his butler um kind of like that loose father figure that he had was actually originally supposed to be played well was originally written with sean connery in mind you know who sean connery is no he's like uh, he's one of the, there's been like five or six guys to play Bond, but Sean Connery was the, so there's Daniel Craig and before Daniel Craig, it was, uh, crap. I know his name. I'm upset cause I'm forgetting his name. You're good. Was this well, Sean Connery used to be a, a Bond? So Sean Connery was Bond right before the other guy. Um, and so he, and he's like iconic. He's a lot of people's. He's, yeah, so it was going to be like, oh, we're going to, it'll be cool, we'll have Sean Connery play his character. But at the end of the day, the, the director thought that if we had Sean Connery play this character, it would be distracting. And it's because Sean Connery is James Bond, so it's kind of like, we he wanted the focus to be on Daniel Craig's Bond and not on Sean Connery. Which I understand, yeah. but I do think it would have been cool if he had showed up to some degree, just as like a cameo. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because I didn't know that. Um, and then, uh, the passport, I thought this was really cool. So the passport used by Daniel Craig was actually not just like a prop. It's lit. It was made to be an authentic passport. So it has like all this, like it says, John, uh, it says all his, um, <clears throat> it's a fake passport made by James Bond with like all official space stuff. And it's like authentic, but they, purposely made some they purposefully like did something to it so that it couldn't be used in like an actual airport because that's yeah. like a security oh, thing yeah. but i thought that was i thought that was kind of cool they had so it like it's not a actually a fake passport like it's a real one but it's still fake if that makes sense but i just yeah. thought that was kind of interesting 
But yeah, that was my last uh, last section of trivia. Um, it was a good episode this time. I think. This this is a this is a good movie. This is probably the longest episode we've done. We just but it's also an hour. yeah, it's like my favorite movie ever, and so yeah, it was good. That, though. That's kind of why. I just realized. Oh. And this is probably going to stay in. I'm still recording, so this is fine. Um, okay. Okay. I was rec- I was recording with my Streamcam mic and not my new mic on on Audacity, which is slightly upsetting to me. Is the audio going to be okay? Well, yeah, it'll be fine. I was just hoping to use this audio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of Movies Not Music, where we talked about James Bond 007 Skyfall. Tune yeah. in in yeah. two weeks' time. Well, in one week, we'll be back doing an old podcast. But tune in in two weeks uh, to catch us talking about the next movie, which I don't think has been decided yet. Um, actually. Or has, are we going to drop an announcement? Well, we can, we can just, we can just say what it is. I think I took a poll. And uh, I took a poll when we did a... What was the last movie Moneyball. we did? Moneyball. Moneyball. <laughs> I took a poll when we did Moneyball. And... Uh, people seem to wanted to do uh, Jerry Maguire, and I'm also interested in doing Jerry Maguire. Have you heard of Jerry Maguire? Is that a movie or an actor? It's a, it's a person. It's a movie. It's a person in the movie. Um, okay. It's a Tom Cruise movie. Um, I don't know. Do you know who Tom Cruise is? Yes, but I I can't recognize a, his face. <laughs> it's it's okay. So it's a you know you've heard his name, but I, you don't. Everyone's heard Tom. Gosh, we might have to do the Mission Impossible movies too. James <laughs> Bond, because that's Tom Cruise. But anyway, let's wrap this up. We'll do uh we'll do Jerry Maguire for the next movies, uh, not music episode. Um, because I believe that's what people voted for in the poll, the uh, like three people that voted on Spotify. Um, but shout out to you guys <laughs> for voting. <laughs> And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. You can't even think of how to end it weird. This is, uh... This is us ending it weird, because we don't know... We don't know what to do. Well, because normally we say something really stupid, and it Yeah, I couldn't think of right anything there, stupid. We couldn't think of anything. Wow. Yeah, um, it's sad on our end. Yeah, man, this is just really awkward. All right, well, bye. Imagine if we, imagine if we kept going. Uh, are we still going, then? <laughs> is the podcast not ended yet? I don't think it's ended.